life is not black and white. It has so much gray and it's neither happy nor sad. It's all of it. And for that, I'm deeply grateful. This is Jessica Pate, your host for Brave Together podcast. I am here to serve, encourage, and inspire you in your journey as a special needs mom. This is your tribe. This is your community, your place to be reminded that you are not alone. Follow along as I share stories, inspiration, and resources just for you. Welcome to episode three of Brave Together podcast. Today's episode is called The Power of Gratitude. We are doing our first eight episodes on the core values of the We Are Brave Together organization and community, and practicing gratitude is definitely one of them. Thank you so much, Tina Quinn, for joining us today. Tina Quinn is a life coach and a fellow special needs mom and a very dear friend. For years, people in our community would ask me, do you know Tina Quinn? Have you met Tina Quinn? And then finally we did meet in 2016 when I was dreaming and scheming about launching my nonprofit organization. Tina was a founding board member and was a huge support to me personally into the first phase of growth and the foundation for We Are Brave Together. She is an author, a public speaker, and an ICF certified professional life and leadership coach working with people to help them fundamentally change their work and life for the better. In her book, a great book, Invisible Things, she shares raw personal stories and insights, many times about being a special needs mom, as she invites us to explore our own beliefs and experiences and the hidden connections that permeate and enrich our lives. She is deeply devoted to the environment and serves on various nonprofit and university boards. In her free time, she adventures with her husband of 28 years and their three girls. She hikes, meditates, reads, and travels. Tina, I'm so grateful to know you and to be known by you. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here and I am so proud of your path to get here. It's been a dream of yours to do a podcast, to communicate with more moms, and it's really an honor to be a part of it, Jess. I really am excited to be here today. Thank you. Why don't we just start out and share a little bit of your family story? Okay. Happy to do that. Um, Three girls... And our youngest has special needs. Her name is Megan. Our three girls right now are 26, 24, and Megan just turned 21, which is hard to believe. I today am a life and leadership coach. And I became a life and leadership coach when our second daughter, Lauren, went to college. And I knew that Megan would be home with me and John, my husband. And we didn't know... We still don't know, actually, what it's going to look like going forward. So it was my chance to go back and try something new. And somebody had told me about coaching. And 
I had always had leadership positions. So I've been very involved in the environment and in education. As you well know, I I still am on the board at UCLA um, for the Institute of the Environment and Sustainability. I've started a few nonprofits myself in the environment, primarily one in the school district and one in Northern California called Sustainable Conservation, which is bringing the environment and business together. And that was about 30 years ago. And when I moved here to Palos Verdes, which is where we live, I became involved in the school district and I saw the kind of impact that we could have as parents when we're engaged in the schools. And so when I went back, I went back to school myself in, uh, when I was 52 years old in 2014 and became a coach. And since that time for the last six years, that's what I've been doing full time. Well, probably 20 to 30 hours a week, if I'm honest. And we are taping this right now in the middle of COVID-19, where we're all at home. And I am lucky enough to be able to work at home. So, uh, and Megan is home right now. She's in a transition to independence program in our school district. She still goes to classroom setting to learn about budgets and to learn about social interaction. There's behaviors there. There's speech. She still takes speech in the school district. And she works at now Trader Joe's. She spent a year and a half with a job coach there. And now she goes to work on her own. It's amazing. Oh, so great <laughs> to hear about Megan. I'm glad she's very happy there. And that gives me hope. Although yeah. I don't know if Ryan could work in a grocery store, but I, I just have to hold out hope that there will be something for him once he gets to that stage. Right. And I think what happens along the way and what I tried to talk about in my book a lot, and in fact, Megan tells everybody the books about her because so many <laughs> of these stories were generated from a conversation that I had with Megan or one of the other kids or John about Megan. So, you know, you don't, know what life will be like until you get there. And a lot of people worry about the future. And I am here to tell you there is not a chance in the world John and I ever thought Megan would be able to work at Trader Joe's. If you would have asked me five years ago, no way. And here we are, and she has two four-hour shifts, and everybody there helps. And she collects the carts. And today we're going to talk about gratitude. Yes, we are. Is that I am so grateful to the professionals that have helped Megan get to where she is. Because our kids spend so much time not at home. And so it makes a huge difference in our lives, the people that work with the kids. Absolutely. I'm so grateful for anybody who chooses to work in the world of special needs. So grateful for every position, every role, because they are all critical. Yeah. So Tina, let's jump into our topic. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. How do you define gratitude? So in my book, Invisible Things, I talk, I'm going to take you a little bit farther back than sure. before I get to gratitude. Sure. So Megan's born 1999 and 
we're going along pretty typical family, two kids. And then we have a child who just looks very different than we do. We're white and John's from Ireland as a background and I'm German. And we have a child that looks different than we do. Her face is a little bit different shape and her ears are smaller. And we know after a month, we go back into the, to the pediatrician after one month and he makes the comment, well, she looks very different than you. It looks like she has some genetic issue. And, and so from one month old, we knew that there was something going on with Megan, but we just didn't know what it was. And nobody could, we went to doctors, nobody could tell us what it was. And we knew that she didn't progress like her older sisters did, but she was hitting some milestones and, and we continued to go until we realized when she was about two and a half years old and she cried constantly. I carried her in a backpack all the time. First a front pack and then a backpack. The closer she was to me, she didn't have all the stimulation around her. And so by the time she turns about two and a half, I couldn't handle it. Two and a half, three years old, I I felt completely stressed, freaked out. I couldn't, I didn't have any other tools left. I'm pretty healthy. So I already was eating pretty well. I was getting outside and going to get exercise and I didn't know what else to do. And a girlfriend of mine suggested meditation. And I am one of those hyperactive, constantly thinking, moving people. And I rejected it until one morning I was incredibly upset because I had screamed at John and the two older kids and I didn't know where else to turn. So I went outside and I did five minutes of breathing looking at a rock. And, and in my book, I talk about my transition to meditation mm-hmm. thanks to Megan. And part of the meditation is around gratitude. And gratitude is really anything I can find that I appreciate. And so it starts, honestly, with the micro things. It's not the big things. Gratitude is the little things. That's what I think it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is a lovely way that it came into your life. So for those listeners who are thinking about, okay, she sat there and stared at a rock for five minutes. You know, maybe somebody's rolling their eyes out there. Maybe somebody has been in your shoes and they're like, yes, I know what that's like. And it's amazing. How did you feel right after when you first started practicing this? How did you feel after? Did you feel an immediate benefit or did you just like the fact that you had five minutes alone away from everyone? Honestly, I mean, let's let honestly, all I cared about was in that moment having a tool to use. I didn't want to call it meditation, and I'm not suggesting any listener need to meditate because this is really what I really want to get across 
is that that was my route. Mm -hmm. And, but it's not necessary. You know, what I spend my time doing is reading a lot of material and there is a lot of material out there on gratitude right now. But one of the most striking statistics from Robert Emmons, he wrote a book called Gratitude Works. And in there, he says people who keep gratitude journals are 25% happier. Wow. It's an incredible statistic, isn't it? That's fantastic. But I, I, and I think that something else he says, and, and I guess this is why it comes back to five minutes. Initially, gratitude requires mental discipline and real effort and deliberate practice. And it can happen in micro moments of positivity. What does that look like in real time, in real life, amidst a, a full day? Okay. So what it looks like is, I, I, I'm going to use me as an example because I did not start here. I started crying, screaming at the kids. I really, I'm a pretty positive person, but I was melting. And so when I, after a little while, I ended up sitting in meditation, I was able to stay a little bit longer. I realized I really didn't know what gratitude was. And so the question is really relevant. What is gratitude? And are you okay if I read a little section of my book right now? Yeah, absolutely. This is chapter 32. My book's called Invisible Things. The most important things in life are the ones you can't see. So I have a little intro here, but anyway, I I go into really feeling gratitude. Didn't come naturally at first. So I started by thinking about something I knew I was grateful for. It didn't matter whether it was our dog lying next to me, my bed, or one of the kids doing their homework or setting the table or picking their clothes off the floor without a complaint. It might have been the bird I'd seen on a branch earlier, spontaneous laughter, the joy of brushing my teeth and having clean teeth, the warmth of the sun or the morning light coming through the windows. Each thing brought a smile to my lips and a warm feeling inside. Any thought of gratitude works to help you become aware of the feeling of gratitude. So I think what's so interesting about what I read about gratitude is that it doesn't feel possible sometimes when you feel overwhelmed. What I know is that If you were to set a little timer on your phone every hour as a reminder, what I know is that even if you glance down at your phone in the middle of chaos and you write something that makes you smile, that is just a micro moment. Megan and I have been going out for walks because we're all here at home. So we've been going out for walks. And so I, with her, will look at a flower in detail up close. And in the noticing of the flower and being able to show her that, she doesn't think it's gratitude. I see deep gratitude for what nature shows us in simplicity and colors. And you can even look outside your window. And so for me, 
everything. There is not one thing that I am not grateful for if I step back and think about it. That's beautiful. What would you say is not gratitude? The opposite of gratitude, you mean? Yes. Some might practice positivity and focusing Uh on the things that they're grateful for, but it might not be genuine. It could be a cover-up. It could be um, a form of denial for some. How do we distinguish when there's something really serious going on that's not being addressed? Like uh, in our encouragement to acknowledge goodness any which way we can in our lives, we don't want to in any way pretend that there aren't some things that we still are dealing with or have to handle. Are you okay if I share a story? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, so Megan's 21 and she sings all the time and she is singing right now. And she chooses one song to sing over and over and over. And, um, it is a combination of being grateful that she's not walking around screaming. Instead, she's singing and at the same time acknowledging that singing at the top of your lungs all the time around the house doesn't work because I'm trying to work and her dad's trying to work out of the house. So being grateful for part doesn't mean ignoring any truth. Mm. It means allowing both pieces to be real. When, when, when I'm there meditating and I'm thinking of gratitude, I am thinking of the small things that bring me joy. And usually for me, it's nature because it's so simple. And it never meant that I didn't take the search for how to help Megan seriously. I like that. It's both and. That's right. So your question about what if people are writing down things they're grateful for, and it's not really sincere. That's okay too. Sometimes the way to start is just to start, even if it feels fake, right? If you do it often enough to look around and think, wow, I'm really grateful that I have a bed to sleep in. I'm really grateful that I have a school to send my child to. I am really grateful that I have a friend to call, that I have We Are Brave Together on the Facebook page to go to, right? It, these are things that remind you that life is not black and white. It has so much gray and it's neither happy nor sad. It's all of it. And for that, I'm deeply grateful also. So this whole idea of writing a gratitude journal at the end of the evening for things you're grateful for might feel superficial. But what ends up happening is when you devote energy to it, it changes who you are fundamentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You are connected differently to people. And it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. Why we're talking about this today and why this is so relevant 
to us as special needs moms is it's really our tool. Like you said, it's our weapon against bitterness and resentment and anger or ongoing sadness about what's going on in our lives. All our stories are different and our children have different diagnoses and they're different ages and we're different parts of the country. We all share a common bond and that is a mother's tremendous love and care and desire to be the best advocate, mother and caregiver to our kids. And I'm all about moms doing things that are self-care practices that will really sustain them emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally for the long haul. And so that is why we wanted to talk about this today, because it's a practice that will help shift your mindset. We go through different seasons with our kids. Sometimes it's stable. Sometimes it's crazy. Sometimes it's scary, depending on what medically might be going on or psychologically might be going on with our kids. And what is something that we can practice daily that will ground us? And I think gratitude does. Yeah. I talked to a young woman yesterday. Um, she's 27 and she, struck, she has always had debilitating anxiety. And uh, we worked together for about nine months and she's absolutely frozen with this virus. That was one of the things we talked about is what, what does a daily practice look like for you? Part of this is recognizing that it's not easy. There are so many situations that are not easy. And not easy is probably an understatement. Right. It does not mean that you stop doing what supports your inner light. I mean, this book that I am referring to, Gratitude Works, he talks about gratitude being a virtue. And I'm, gonna, I'm quoting him here, virtues do not come easily. And in some sense, we need them as they act as a counterpart to our natural tendencies, right? We are naturally, our natural tendency is to get overwhelmed. When our circumstances are more challenging, then we know how to deal with it first. I'm going to go on to read. This is the paradox of gratitude. Although the evidence is clear that cultivating gratitude in our life and in our attitude to life allows us to flourish, it can be difficult to accomplish. So if I have one thing people take away from our conversation today is that it doesn't have to happen in big increments. This can really just be you writing a sticky note to say, you were amazing today. Even if it makes you laugh and you think it's silly, you get to reflect on how grateful you are that at one point you knew how amazing you were and you put a sticky note to remind yourself. So you can be grateful for your earlier self. So <laughs> gratitude can look so many different ways. And I am here to share deep gratitude for each of you moms out there listening. Hmm. What is one thing that you would tell your younger self? If you could go back and look at the younger you, which could be yesterday or it could be 5, 10, 20 years ago, what would you say? 
relax. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I would tell her, oh my gosh, I would tell her, lighten up, relax, because life is going to give you unexpected turns. The only thing you are here to practice is how to respond to the unexpected. I really like that. I really like that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us today. I so appreciate it. And I mean, we'll definitely have you back on the show because there's always things we can talk about and always things that you can offer us. So thank you, Tina. Thank you, Jessica. It was a joy. It really was a joy. Thank you so much for listening today, my brave mama warriors out there. I hope you enjoyed our time with life coach Tina Quinn. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and share with other mothers who are seeking support and inspiration for life in the trenches of motherhood. Join our community by going to wearebravetogether.com and filling out the little pop-up form. If you are enjoying this podcast so far and would like to donate to keep it going, you can go to the same website I mentioned under the donate page. I am a lover of words and quotes, and I leave this one for you today. Gratitude is an antidote to negative emotions, a neutralizer of envy, hostility, worry, and irritation. It is savoring. It is not taking things for granted. It is present-oriented.